The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org.
now 8 o'clock, and we can go ahead and call this committee on appointments to order. Good morning, colleagues. Good morning. Um, let me also say this is our last meeting of the year, and um, our last meeting with Commissioner Rupper on appointments. Thank you for serving on appointments. So, Yes, by your favorite chair. Um, <laughs> um, uh, and there will be a lot of time for, I think, appreciation and recognition, but I, I think I speak for Commissioner Moody and I and just to say thank you and appreciate you. So we have a number of um, year-end appointments. It's all in one resolution, as well as the discussion of the openings. So for um, a, quick, a quick note before I bring the resolution up, and then I, I do have um, an amendment I'd like to propose that I've, I've talked to um, uh, Mr. Kwame about. But uh, Mr. City Clerk, can we take each one, or do you want us to do it? It's just one full resolution. Okay. One full resolution. Okay. So then, um, colleagues, I'd like to make an amendment to the resolution, the first resolution that is in front of us. Uh, resolution, can you go back up to the top, um, City Clerk? <clears throat> A resolution. Quick point of yeah, order sure. or something. Yeah. Pardon. Um, it was made aware to me, pardon me, just yesterday that um, Joan. Heiser Honig on uh, uh, urban agriculture will not be excuse me, okay. reapplying as well. So if we want to do that okay. as one. Yes. Okay. So I have a number of so, changes to this resolution. Let's get the motion on the, let's get the oh. motion for this resolution okay. first and then we'll do right. motions. Got both. it. Then we'll do appointment uh, amendments. Okay. Uh, colleagues, the first item we have is a resolution approving year and appointments to various boards and commissions. Do I have a motion or do I have a support? Some support. Thank you. Um, so we have the resolution on the floor, and I'd like to offer the following amendment to the resolution. One, to remove uh, Ms. Honing, Ms. Honing Heiser. Can you uh, help? Ms. Honing Heiser. Heiser Honing. Um, remove um, her name from the urban agriculture body. Remove Ms. Tanya Bermejo from the Community Relations Commission. She has officially, she's not... Um, being reappointed, she's actually, she had a, a sort of a, a retirement party, if you will, from that body at their last mini meeting. And I also want to remove, um, or I'm making a, a motion to remove uh, the amendment, also the Southtown appointments. Um, we made a, we had a vote at appointments and then subsequently at city commission to appoint Mr. Bill DeYoung, but I have been notified um, that he hasn't been at the meeting, or he has been at the meetings, but he hasn't been sitting at the meeting. So he was approved on October 4th. It's now, <laughs> excuse me, it's now December 13th. Um, and so I'd like to get that sorted out and make sure that everybody that we've appointed is, is truly appointed. Um, so I'd like to pull that and be able to talk to, um, talk to the mayor. So you want to pull us out, you want... So all want, of the you, appointments. So you want mm -hmm. to pull Southtown off of this? Yes. And bring it back in January? Yes. make sure that we get it get it the way that it yes because needs. of that one that we had approved previously but hasn't been fully seated now do we need to vote on this permission um we need to um so i made an amendment so we need somebody to um to move it and to support it so move. I, I support that amendment okay so at those so those are three things that were three 
well, two individuals and one board off of here. So I just want to clarify that to colleagues. Um, and then you'll bring back Southtown in January. Yes. After a review of sure, yeah. the current, yeah, I want to go back with um, with that because I've been informed that Mr. DeYoung has been going to the meetings, but he was told he was not approved to be on the on the board, which is not the case. So I want to get that rectified. Make sure that board has everybody so that, is that they're a, supposed is to that, have. Is that a liaison issue then? I I don't know, and I'm not. Okay. Um, prepared to resolve it okay. at this table, but Perfect. I am prepared to resolve it following this meeting. Got it. Yeah. All right. So I have. Uh, we had a motion. We had an amendment to that uh, resolution. It has been supported and seconded. I'm going to ask for a vote unless there's any other questions. And I'm happy to scroll through these colleagues if you'd like. And actually, let's go ahead and do that. Just for the, Just for good, of the, the good of the order, yeah. if you will. Um. So the first one, um, Commissioner-elect Knight will be serving on this area agency. This was previously held by me. Uh, Board of Review, Mr. Lemon, uh, the Board of Zoning Appeals. These are renewing members. Uh, this Affordable Housing Fund Board. These came up even though we just <coughs> needed this board because we needed staggered. to have staggered terms. Yeah. Yes, correct. Um, the Planning Commission, um, the new addition you'll see is Mr. Aaron Yonker, who... Um, has left his previous company, is divested, and so feel now can sit on that body. Uh, we gave an update about Community Relations Commission. Also, please note that Commissioner-elect Purdue served on this body, but will be coming off now that um, she will be serving in a commission capacity. Uh, nothing, to, nothing of note for the construction, nor for the uh, DDA. Those are renewing members. El Vandenberg's going to be new. Oh, I thought we had put Al on okay. previously. Okay when he got okay thank you <laughs> uh the did uh i think those are all if you could go back up i think these are all reappointments as well was El elliot talon doing uh, uh, elliot talon is a new member elliot is new okay he's a downtown resident and also works in the downtown area i don't have any updates about the electrical system <laughs> thank you commissioner moody for continuing yes. to serve on the retirement systems board Good board. <laughs> um, our historical commission, I believe these are all reappointments as well, as well as the historic preservation. Housing appeals, I believe these are all renewals. That is one where we will we do have some openings, so we'll have to take that up in the new year. Um, for the rapid, uh, these are actually all renewing as well. Uh, community action. Right. You these are, are yep, minutes. these are new. Um, so Commissioner Repart and Commissioner Lanier previously sat on this body. So myself and Commissioner-elect Purdue will sit on that. The Hospital Finance Authority, um, that's not anything changed. Uh, Michigan Street Corridor, Commissioner-elect Knight is the new member on there. Uh, Mobile GR, I believe uh, Commissioner-elect Robbins is the only new member on there. All others are renewing. Uh, Mr. Hartline is uh, renewing on North Quarter. He is the owner of Kingmas and works in the neighborhood. Nice. Parks and Rec, these are also all renewals. Mm. The retirement body, again, Commissioner Moody sits on the other retirement piece, so we have the general and then the police and fire. Um, we have our public safety uh, renewing of, of, the, of, of commissioners who are moving over again into the new year, so these are reappointments as well. South Division, Granville, <laughs> excuse me. Um, again, Commissioner-elect Robbins is a one new member there. We've pulled Southtown per our amendment. Um, 
to, to get that clarified in terms of who's on the board. I shouldn't say who's on the board, just to make sure our appointments work. Um, the stormwater, um, these are also uh, renewals, I believe. I don't think there's anybody new on here. For the TIFA, um, I think Rich, uh, Mr. Wynn is a renewal. Uptown, uh, Commissioner-elect Purdue is going to be taking Commissioner Moody's position. Thank you for your service, Commissioner Moody. Thank you. Um, urban agriculture, we pulled Ms. Joan Heiser-Honig, um, as previously noted in the amendment, but the rest are uh, uh, renewals. <clears throat> Urban forestry are renewals as well. Um, Cindy Irving is a new one. Oh, Cindy? She's, she's taking um, Rick DeVries' spot. Oh, okay, spot. that's right, okay. Makes sense. Thank you for clarifying that. Our waste to energy, that's a renewal. And regional planning is a new member with Commissioner-elect Knight serving there. So these are all of our year ends. Um, and unless there's any other comments, I will call for a vote. All those in favor? Aye. 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 It carries. Thank you. Just, just so we're all aware, since there was an amendment to the resolution, it'll come off consent. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and so just, just mm -hmm. with the new item coming through. I yes. just want to make sure we're yeah. all aware of that. Thank one, you. One quick question. Who is going to, do you know who's going to serve on the GRPS liaison as well as be the liaison to Friends of Grand Rapids Parks? Has the mayor named those two? Um, I and, and O'Connor. You and O'Connor for? Liaison. The school? Okay. Um, I think I'm also going to serve on that too. The school? Yeah, I don't, for the, for Grand Rapids, um, for... Uh, Grand Friends of Grand Rapids Parks, I believe it is Commissioner-elect Purdue. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to know. Yeah. All right, colleagues. Well, one, thank you. Uh, this is our one resolution that we have today. We do have other openings. Um, I think given the time of year and given that we are going to be going through a transition, um, we one, let me just say, planning that we just obviously appointed Mr. Yonker, so that will be... Uh, uh, filled um, and I'll ask Daniel to go through the rest of them and then we won't we won't go through each one but obviously we'll come back and we'll compare what we had for this year and what we'll fill this year and then um, you know I think we'll have new members and we'll ask them to to encourage people to come and we'll ask our outgoing commissioners to continue to send people to us and some of you may serve in different ways that's very customary to have past commissioners serve in different bodies um and uh, just to continue to stay connected to our city and our neighborhood so so unless there's any other uh pieces i i think well let me say the last thing um the last item is our um our uh, Civilian Appeals Board is one that um, we very much need to get filled. Again, we have new members coming on. We've, <laughs> excuse me, gotten some PIFs. Um, but that will be, I think, the first priority going into to 2023. Yeah, so. for sure. All right. And then uh, just a, a note, uh, myself and Janessa, uh, Janessa, our deputy city clerk, and Daniel um, will be meeting next week, Tuesday, just um, I think it's always good annually to meet about the process. We're going to have new people on the committee and on, on the board. Um, just work through. We're also going to hopefully have a new legislative management system. 
point. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> at some um, point. And look for continued efficiencies. Um, also, we'll continue to look at things like attendance on our boards. I think I shared that at the last meeting. Um, that certainly being, you know, being a concern. All right. Okay. Well, thank you all, and I'm going to go ahead at 812 and adjourn this meeting. Thank you. Thank you.
Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the last uh, fiscal committee meeting here of 2022. Thank you for joining us. Uh, got some festive audience participants this morning. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, first item on our agenda this morning is going to be a resolution authorizing a budget substitution for the final design of the Naps Corner Drain Drainage District Improvements Project for $300,000. So moved. Supported. Moved and supported. Mr. Vett, Mr. Greener, good morning. Good morning. Turn your mic on if you would, please. There we go. There good we morning, go. Commissioners. Good morning. morning. You've been hearing about this project for a long time, and you've been hearing about how we currently, to um, keep the pond from overflowing, are continuously pumping the water to the river. We are finally where we can start final design on a real solution. Last week, it was approved uh, an agreement to purchase property from Kent Intermediate School District. And that property is going to provide an additional pond that will be capable of handling back-to-back 100-year -back storms. So hopefully nothing we'll ever see in our lifetime. But um, this is what the Drain Commissioner required. And in this case, being safe after what we've been going through would be much better. The plan is to still go to the original pond, pump that water when needed down to this new larger pond, hold it in that larger pond until the drains downstream of this pond have receded from the rainfall we got and then using smart controls safely um, letting the water discharge 
in a manner that won't create any hazardous conditions downstream. So what we are looking for at this committee is authorization to um, do a budget substitution for $300,000 for initiating that final design. The intention is that um, once the county bonds for the project, this money will be taken out of what we pay the county for the bonds. All right, colleagues, other questions? Do you have a timeline uh, once design is, how, how, when we could see a, a hole in the ground? My ultimate dream is the end of 2023, but chances are more likely that it'll be 2024. By the time we get through um, in February, the drain board will likely meet and begin the 90 day for the agreement. And then we'll have to start design and we don't want to rush that. And then we've got an Eagle permit that's got to come and those typically take a bit. So we're going as I, fast as we can. Yes, <laughs> yes, I am realistically end of 24. Okay, very good. Uh, those in favor? Aye. Both same sign, motion carries. Thank, Thank you, you both for your work. Item two, resolution approving a one-year extension for health, vision, and prescription drug insurance administration through Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Michigan and dental insurance administration through Delta Dental of Michigan with an administration cost of not to exceed $1,174,845. So moved. Support. Moved and supported. Good morning, commissioners, and happy holidays to all of you. Um, yes, the Human Resources Department is looking for a one-year contract extension for uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield Michigan and Delta Dental to administer our health insurance plan. Uh, the current contract has been enforced since January of 2020, and as you know, two months after that, COVID started, and that really uh, messed up how the claims were being processed, providers were shut down. We don't have very good actionable data if we were going to do an RFP. Um, so we want to do a one-year extension for that just so that we can get one more year of good claims data so that we can make a proper assessment when the next RFP rolls around. Very good. Colleagues, questions? All right. Hearing none. Uh, those in favor? Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Thank you. Thank you very much. Item three, resolution approving a three-year contract with Arthur J. Gallagher Risk Management Services, property and casualty insurance totaling $157,500. So moved. Support. Moved and supported. Mr. Colson, good morning. Good morning, commissioners. This resolution recommends approving a three-year contract with Arthur J. Gallagher Risk Management Services to act as the city's insurance agent of record. They are the current city insurance agent of record, and they have proven to be a high-performing, high-quality business partner to date. As such, I would recommend that we continue our professional relationship with AJG Risk Management Services. Very good. Colleagues, questions? Very good. All right. Hearing none, those in favor? Aye. Vote, same sign. Motion carries. Thank you. Th thank you, sir. Uh, item four, resolution recommending city commission approval of providing sponsorship for Art Prize 2023 through Mobile GR and the Office of Special Events in the amount of 150000 and 50000 of in-kind services from Mobile GR. So moved. Support. Moved and supported. Uh, Kylie, do you have any questions about this? It's typical, even though our price has changed, I think we, we continue to do this every year, so... This is, I, I will say, this is for the 2023, so we did decide to um, put the changeover of the city, um, partnering with a couple organizations to run this now. We're going to front load the money now um, for, the, for the fall event. Usually we do this, it's usually July or August, mm -hmm. so. All right. With no questions, those in favor? Aye. Aye. Both same sign. Motion carries. Uh, item five, resolution recognizing Drive Charities Incorporated as a local civic organization. So moved. Support. 
moved and supported. Um, this is pretty typical. I don't know. Yeah, I was I was just oh we got somebody here yeah. representing him, so might as well say hello. Yeah, how you doing? Thanks for having us. Uh, nothing too elaborate on our end. I'm um, just trying to reinstate our 50-50 raffle and our nonprofits at their uh, charities. And then once reinstated, we'll turn it into drive charities, into gold charities. All right. Very good. Colleagues, questions? Hearing none, those in favor? Aye. Opposed, same sign. Thank you. Thank you very much. Item 6, resolution authorizing budget substitution of $924,400 for pressure-reducing valve replacement in the West Regulated and Elger Pressure District. So moved. Support. Moved and supported. City Engineer Bergman, good morning, sir. Good morning, commissioners. And walking past the first row, I feel very underdressed today. But um, <laughs> this, uh, this item relates to a project that's replacing six uh, pressure regulating valve chambers due to the age and desire to increase uh, reliability. Um, in the West Regulated and Alger Pressure Districts. The project was awarded to Diversco on June 21st with a, a total project cost not to exceed uh, $1,586,400. So requesting your approval of this budget substitution of $924,400 between water system fund project accounts to uh, fully fund the project. Very good. Colleagues, questions? Very good. All right. Hearing none, those in favor? Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Uh, item 7, resolution authorizing a budget substitution of $294,757 for the relocation of the Eastside Trunk Sewer Project, contract number 1. Support. Moved and supported. So pleased to report that as of November 30th, Market Avenue was fully opened, uh, meeting our timeline of end of November that we were promising, just barely. Um, the, item, the, the item before you, though, pertains to the contract one, which is the northern contract from Williams north to Fulton and then Fulton um, west to the basically the river. Uh, we increased the scope of the contract related to some additional water main work that was added, uh, in particular lining a portion of main on the west side of market, um, reconfiguring the transmission main and associated valves at the uh, southwest corner of Fulton and Market, as well as some additional costs uh, that pertain to extended traffic controls uh, by the added work. So that amount totals $294,757 and request your approval of this uh, substitution between water systems fund project accounts. Very good. Colleagues, questions? Glad to see you back open. Those in favor? Aye. Both same sign. Motion carries. Item 8, uh, resolution authorizing budget substitution for $280,000. Two John's? Two John's. Well, the world can handle that. Uh, item 8, resolution authorizing a budget substitution for $280,100, a replacement of lead service lines in various locations, 2022-2. So moved. Support. So this uh, project consists of replacement of about 316 lead service lines and associated restoration at uh, various locations that are being coordinated with upcoming vital streets work um, that we have slated. That total project costs uh, not to exceed $2,673,700, includes anticipated reimbursement in the amount of almost $2.4 million through the state's uh, DWRF or Drinking Water Revolving Fund uh, Water Infrastructure Fund Transfer Act. Um, so I'm asking for your approval of this budget substitution of the $280,100, which will cover the local share of that uh, project cost. Very good. Colleagues, questions? All right. Thanks for continuing to take care of this. Uh, those in favor? Aye. Both same sign. Motion carries. Uh, item 9, resolution authorizing budget substitution, $344,950 for reconstruction of Giddings Avenue from Burton Street to Boston Street. So moved. Support. 
So we are reconstructing this half mile section of Giddings that includes water main replacement, water service line replacement, 35 of which are lead, uh, new ADA ramps and sidewalk replacement. Work is slated to occur in the 2023 construction season. The uh, project has been awarded to Wyoming with total expenditures not to exceed $3,250,000. So I'm asking for your approval of this substitution of $344,950 between water system uh, fund project accounts to move the local uh, funding required into place for the project. Very good. Colleagues? Okay. All right. Hearing none. Those in favor? Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Item 10, resolution authorizing budget substitution $194,400 for water main and service replacement in Page Street, Lister Court, Plainfield Avenue, and Carrier Street. So moved. Support. So these streets are being reconstructed, also including water main replacement, uh, some looping of the water main in that area, and water service lines being replaced to 40 or 54, uh, in this case, uh, being lead, and uh, new ADA ramps and sidewalks um, where deficient are being replaced. Uh, again, planning for the 2023 construction season, uh, the project's been awarded to Skipper's Excavating with total expenditures not to exceed 1,464,000, and again, asking for this uh, substitution of one. 194,400 between water system fund project accounts to fully fund the project. Very good. Colleagues? All right. Hearing none, those in favor? Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Thank, Thank you. you, Mr. Bergman. Item 11, ordinance amending section one of budget ordinance 2022-13 for fiscal year 2023, amendment number nine. So moved. Support. Moved and supported. Ms. Claren, good morning. Good morning, Commissioners. Uh, our first item this morning is a SAFER grant. It was actually awarded in 2021. We have um, we gotten an extension, um, but this will be for eight firefighter positions to be added to the roster. Um, this will be all be managed um, through the fire grants fund. The number two, this is related to um, staffing up with the fire department. So with these eight recruits in the, in the, um, that we're bringing on board, we're also, that we're adding to the roster, we're also going to add um, three additional just to take care of regular attrition and um, fund this academy through the, um, our ARPA grant. So uh, that would authorize 765000 in the general fund appropriations for the fire department. Um, we did anticipate this expense, so it was previously appropriated in Department 261. We're now simply just moving that appropriation over. Uh, number three, for the police department, this is the Latin print technician. We're adding a position. Um, the intricacies of this type of position, we have a retirement coming in 2024. It's going to take about two years to really train that position. Um, at, after two years, when that person does retire, we plan to decrease the roster by one Latin print technician. So um, just a temporary add. Uh, number four is uh, the... Office of Highway Safety Planning Grant Award. Um, this is 36,000 more appropriate in the Police Grants Fund. Uh, no effect on fund balance. Number five, this is the Roto Clemente Park Grant and Veterans Park Contribution, um, appropriating 493,000 into the Parks Village Fund. Number six, this is our one of our ARPA projects for um, expanding Wi-Fi in our parks. Uh, we are appropriating 194,000 into the um, uh, yeah the general operating fund. Um, we're actually going to, I believe. This, this was another one we anticipated, so it's just simply moving the appropriation from the general fund and then appropriating into the parks operating fund. 
Uh, number seven, uh, we did a pilot for urban wood utilization, approximately $30,000. Uh, this is another ARPA-funded project. We are uh, moved, having that appropriation move from the General Operating Fund into the Parks Operating Fund to recognize where the expenses took place. Uh, number eight, the, for the public library, this is simply asset management. It would authorize 380000 in appropriations um, into the public library grants fund. And number nine, uh, we've, we've discussed this item um, just a few items ago. This is the city sponsorship of Art Prize. This would authorize uh, 50000 from the Parks Operating Fund uh, and then another 100000 uh, towards the general fund with no effect on fund balance. And then our contingent balance remains unchanged at $2.5 million. Very good. Colleagues, any questions about any of these items? None. All right. Hearing none, those in favor? Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Item 12 is our bid list resolution for December 13, 2022. So moved. Support. Moved and supported. Uh, colleagues, any questions about any of these items? No. Any items that are of note, Ms. Clare, that you need to point out? No, again, pretty routine and renewals, so just four items today. All right, very good. Those in favor? Aye. Post same sign. Motion carries. Uh, item 13, warrant report 11-23-2022 through 11-29-2022. Mr. Comptroller. Good morning, Commissioners. Uh, short report here this morning. Uh, for the period of time reference, uh, the city issued uh, 459 uh, checks and payments, totaling just over uh, $3.7 million. And the details of those payments that exceeded $20,000 are included on the following page. Very good. Colleagues, questions? All right. With that, that report will be received and filed. And our final item on the fiscal uh, committee agenda this morning is our treasurer's report for period November 22, 2022 through November 30, 2022. Mr. Treasurer. Good morning, Commissioners. Um, on the rare occasion of it being a holiday, we are introducing you to our staff who is festively dressed in their ugly sweater attire as we have our potluck today as we close out fiscal for the year. I thought, what a fit, actually my deputy thought, what a fitting end to the the fiscal or the calendar year in our meetings to have our staff be visible. Um, this is an amazing staff that does a lot of work behind the scenes and we're talking about processing hundreds of millions of dollars of payments and each year and customer interaction working with property taxes and parking ticket uh, issues and education and, and helping folks navigate parking as well as the cash seating of the payment and, and having a walk-up counter. And, and they're, the, they're the backbone of my department. They're the ones that do the heavy lift every single day to post payments from credit card processing to cash that's coming into the city, but also all the checks that are mailed uh, to the city are handled through our department. So this is the group that is the one that reports every day that worked diligently through the pandemic, um, educated themselves to work from home and operate stuff like uh, Cisco Jabber to take calls from home. So we really uh, could not have any type of fallback in our customer service. And it's something I take great pride in my staff because of how excellent they do have customer service and the customer service skills that they do day in and day out, working with our, our citizens and our residents and, and people visiting the city that might have challenges. Uh, with our report today, we did see that um, we had some, some positive news that the CPI is coming in lower than expected at 7.1%, but realize that this is a long journey. 
Um, Chairman Powell has stated on several occasions that this is not a quick fix solution. We're not going to see a rapid decline in this number, but it is steps in a positive direction. And those steps are are shown in are immediately in the market because the 10-year Treasury has actually dropped to 3.5%. So that means the economists and the market participants are already pricing in lower interest rates in the future. But again, that's the 10-year Treasury. That's not one year or two years out. So it's still going to take some time for us to get there. We're still going to be waiting for the Fed announcement today. We're still, the expectations are a 50 basis point increase. That will bring interest rates to 4.25% to 4.5%. Um, we're still, our change is, is, is not, we have not changed in our view that this is still going to be a 5 to 5.25% interest rate cap. But you're going to start seeing the information in the media that's going to be reported that they believe that inflation has now peaked. The problem is, is it a slow glide down or we, we don't know what that path is set right now. Um, it's difficult to predict. There's so many different things in the economy right now. And, you know, it, we've got some things we have to walk through very carefully. But with that, we do look at our investment portfolio and we have $530 million invested at an uh, average of 2.21%. So that's almost a full 100 basis points higher than it was last year when I reported that number, which I think was our low point at one28 so with that, uh, that concludes our, our report for today, and I wish you all a, a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, and I hope it's safe and wonderful and joyous for all of you. Thank you, sir. Colleagues, any questions for the Treasurer? All right. Hearing none, uh, that report will be received and filed. And with that, we will conclude our Fiscal Committee agenda at 849. Thank you, everyone.
morning, everyone. We're going to call the Community Development Committee meeting to order on this Tuesday, December 13th. It's 9.16 a.m. Thank you. Thank you. Um, how's everyone doing this morning? Well, right? Good, good. Our last meeting for the year for most of you, and then our last meeting on the commission. What a great day is going to be today. You guys excited? Okay. okay. Very right. excited. Yeah. Our first agenda item is a resolution approving a fireworks discharge permit for RKM Fireworks Co. Thank you. So moved. Good morning, Ted. Good morning. There we go. Can you hear me now? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's for the Griffins uh, New Year's Eve annual display. So awesome. be all on the ice. It should be safe. Nobody should be on there. <laughs> That's great. Any questions or comments? All in favor, signal by saying aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. It carries. Thank you. Thank you. Have a Merry Christmas. You too. Thank you. You too. Our second resolution is authorizing filling a petition with the Kent County Drain Commissioner. So move to port. Good morning. Good morning, commissioners. One of these days, I want to come forward with a fireworks request. <laughs> I, I know last week you approved um, Naps Crossing, uh, Naps Corner Drain at the village of Naps Crossing. Uh, the agreement with the county, um, Kent County ISD, to purchase property to put upon as part of the regional solution. Earlier at fiscal, we approved financing for the final design of this project. We are getting so very close. Um, now we're asking for permission to file. We have two items before you. I'm going to talk about them both at the same time. We're both looking to expand the Naps Corner Drain and do improvements to the Leonard Leffingwell and also Lamberton Creek drains. So we will have one drainage system going all the way from Nap to the river. Um, with obviously water quality solutions, um, protections for water, water quantity, which Mr. Berkman described last week. I also want to take just a second to address one of your concerns from last week was what was, we learned. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Greenier and Mr. Berkman did an excellent job. But one other thing was the uh, county's engineer and I sat on the ordinance committee when we made the new codes that you just adopted. And we were very stringent knowing that we were putting infiltration basins all over the city now with safety factors and how we test those soils and where the borings have to be. And you have to so test the soils that will be at the bottom and making sure that we are as safe as possible with that safety factor so we don't see this type of circumstance again. Um, with that, any questions on this? I don't think so. Oh, this is my neck of the woods, so mm -hmm. just happy to, happy to see the progress. Yep. Great. Anything to add? No? Okay. <laughs> what she said. All in favor, signal by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. It carries. And then we have the um, companion item, which is the resolution to authorize the filling of a petition with the Kent County Drain Commissioner to conduct, conduct maintenance and make improvements to the Lamberton Creek Drain. So move. Support. Anything additional? No. Okay. All in favor, signal by saying aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. It carries. Thank you. Thank you. you. That's great. That quickly brings us to our fourth resolution, which is scheduling a public hearing for January 10th, 2023, to consider a Brownfield Plan Amendment. 
So moved. Support. Good morning. morning, Commissioners. Uh, so this uh, is the public hearing for this project located at 974 Front Avenue. Again, uh, it's a current structure, right, at 974 Front. It's a one and two uh, story structure with a little over 41,000 square feet. Um, the redevelopment um, plans to renovate both the interior and exterior to accommodate 33,000 square feet of office space and 16 residential apartments and, and total uh, estimated cost of being $10.6 million. Um, the project is to the public hearing is to su support a local brownfield revolving fund um, incentive for the redevelopment of the project. Uh, the developer is looking at 10% uh, uh, through our inclusion plan, or roughly $910,000 for the um, project itself. And the project also has received support from the Westside CIA in terms of a facade grant, and also this. Uh, um, uh, was also one of our projects that we had recommended initially through the uh, RAP grant. Okay. Any comments, questions, feedback? Into the site, it, it's going to be it's going to be nice right on the river. Some apartments on the river, as well as additional office space on the river, I think will be really nice there. Great. All in favor, signal by saying aye. Aye. Post same sign. It carries. Um, our next resolution is another public hearing. Um, this is scheduling a public hearing for January 24th, 2023 to consider a brownfield plan amendment for the 415 Sheldon Avenue redevelopment project. So moved. Support. So this project uh, is the new construction of um, two new five-story buildings, each approximately 25,000 square feet. And uh, one of those buildings will also include about 1,800 square feet of um, commercial space for a future retail tenant that has not been identified. Um, uh, it will um, result in 57 new market rate um, units as well as uh, some additional parking spaces. Total investment is uh, $17.5 million. And again, seeking reimbursement through a brownfield uh, uh, plan amendment um, for just over $1.3 million. They're also participating in inclusion plan and their targets targeting about 17.5% or $2.6 million of the overall project costs. And the uh, public hearing will be on January 24th. Any questions or comments? All in favor, signal by saying aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. It carries. And there's a companion item for this one, resolution scheduling a public hearing for January 24th, 2023, to consider the establishment of a neighborhood enterprise zone. So moved. Support. In same project parameters, uh, but again, this is related to the neighborhood enterprise zone um, in connection to their uh, proposed 15-year uh, neighborhood enterprise zone exemption for the project. Thank you. Any other comments or questions? All in favor, signal by saying aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. It carries. The seventh resolution is accepting public utilities easement upon a request from the city of Walker. So moved. Good morning, commissioners. Well, someone needs to support. Both of you moved it. Oh, I'll support it. There we go. Thank you. How you know I didn't want to support it? Do we need to settle this in our last minute? <laughs> That's right. Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> All right. Um, so this easement is to be located uh, between Northridge Drive and Four Mile Road, east of Fruit Ridge Avenue in the city of Walker. And it pertains to a water main looping project that Walker is undertaking. 
Uh, the current property owner is planning to sell uh, the portion of their property where the easement is to cross to consumers, and so Walker's worked with the current property owner to obtain this um, ahead of that uh, sale so that it's accepted and recorded prior to the uh, public utilities easement will give the city rights to maintain the future water main utility once it's installed as part of that looping project. Great. Any questions or comments? Mm -mm. All in favor, signal by saying aye. 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 Opposed, saying sign. It carries. Next, we have a resolution consenting to the vacation of Bond Avenue from 250 feet north of Trowbridge Street to 842 feet north of Trowbridge Street and accepting three easements. So moved. Support. So you may recall that at your November 15th meeting, you accepted an encroachment agreement for this same stretch of bond, um, and that was uh, approved um, in support of uh, Coral Health's Center for Transformation and Innovation Project and the construction that's actively underway. Um, the resolution that's before you now provides for the city's consent to that actual vacation um, with the associated conditions listed in the resolution, including an escrow deposit of $15,000, and also provides for acceptance of three limited public access easements that'll provide turnarounds at the north and south ends where bond is um, vacated as well as um, at the westerly terminus of Fairbanks uh, Street where it intersects with the portion of bond that's to be vacated. Um, I know Mr. Alex Pitt is uh, here with us today. He's the manager of real estate services, West Region for Corwell Health, along with some other representatives on behalf of Corwell in support of um, this request and also available to answer any questions you may have. Any questions or comments, colleagues? I don't have any about this. It's clearly the last meeting. There are no questions or comments this morning. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. All in favor, signal by saying aye. 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 Post and sign it carries. Thank you. Um, there's a companion item, looks like. Yes. Resolution approving an agreement and accepting a sidewalk easement for $1. So moved. Support. So this uh, item provides for a future sidewalk easement to be provided through the vacated portion of Bond Avenue. Um, so though it's related to the vacation item, we're handling it separately um, so that the sidewalk easement will not affect uh, future interpretation of the right-of-way status of the vacated street. Once the entire street vacation process has been completed, uh, the easement will then be conveyed and recorded. And so this additional step in the process allows for the easement to be provided separate from the amended plat for the street vacation and enables it to to be relocated or released at a future date without requiring additional court action. Thank you. Is that a question? No? Okay. All in favor, signal by saying aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. It carries. Our 10th resolution is approving a construction letter agreement, a sanitary sewer financing agreement in the amount of, I think that's 100000 but there's an extra zero. <laughs> Is um, okay, and a water main financing agreement in the amount of one hundred and thirty thousand, in connection with the Coopersville and Marne Railway Bridge replacement. So moved. Support. So the city of Walker is uh, proposing to relocate a public sanitary sewer that will accommodate the replacement of that Coopersville and Marne Railway Bridge at Bristol Avenue. Um, public water main is also being proposed as part of this project to complete looping um, in that area uh, by connecting two dead end mains that currently exist <coughs> to the north and south of the bridge. 
estimated cost of the sanitary sewer is 100,000 and 130,000 for the water main. So before you today are the financing agreements associated with each of those utilities and that outlines the process uh, by which we, the city of Grand Rapids, will cover those costs up front and then recoup those costs through the Walker rate structure associated with those utilities. Um, the sewer and water main will be constructed uh, under contract by Walker. And then finally included is that construction letter agreement with Walker, which um, spells out the terms and conditions of the project, including uh, reimbursement of our costs for administration. Thank any questions or comments? Yeah. All in favor, signal by saying aye. 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 Poll, same sign. It carries. And then our final resolution is awarding a contract with EV Construction Co. for Lagoon improvements at the Lake Michigan Filtration Plant in the amount of $545,216.88. So moved. Support. So two lagoons are utilized at the Lake Michigan Filtration Plant that uh, handle the byproduct generated from the water treatment process. This project in particular will remove approximately 33,000 cubic yards of sludge and replace 11,000 cubic yards of sand back into one of these two lagoons. Uh, project also includes a new dewatering system that will assist in lowering the water levels in the lagoons and accelerate its ability to dry and handle sludge as part of that treatment process. So three bids came in on November 29th um, with ENV construction submitting the low bid of $545,217. That was under our engineer's estimate of $600,048. So asking for your approval of this award to EV with that total not to exceed amount of $704,500 coming from the water system fund. Great. Questions or comments? All in favor signal by saying aye. Aye. Opposed same sign. It carries. This meeting is adjourned. Thank you all. Have a great day.
Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Committee of the Whole meeting on this December 13th. This is our last cow meeting of 2022, so welcome. Uh, we do have a number of action items, commissioners, and then we have a couple of important briefings. Uh, and so we'll get started. Actually, we have one important briefing. Um, so we'll get started on the first item. Uh, this is a resolution authorizing the release of a request for proposals for the development of the city controlled property, which is located at 1350 Cesar Chavez Avenue Southwest. So moved. Support. support. All right, moved and supported. Uh, Mr. Grassi, you want to tell us about this? I know we, those of us who serve on economic development project team, were briefed on this at our last meeting. Uh, so if you can tell us about this. Yes, so this is the uh, the uh, resolution authorizing in this request for proposal for an RFP for the property, the city-owned property located at 1350 Cesar Chavez Avenue Southwest. And the property was acquired back in September of 2020 uh, via our, our annual tax foreclosure process. Um, and at, since that time, we have also updated our, our city land, our land on our land disposition policy in June, and so uh, under that new policy, we put it to work here in terms of developing this RFP in partnership with stakeholders from the neighborhood, and and um, we are bringing that forward today, and again recommending a request for proposal as um, the selected method for the disposition of this property. Uh, Again, the the property we will release this, you know, upon approval as early as tomorrow, and responses will be due by Friday, um, February tenth. Um, the important part of this, and I have representative from uh, Roosevelt Park Neighborhood Association, is we developed this RFP uh, in partnership with the stakeholders. They were part of uh, reviewing, drafting, and giving feedback and engagement in this process because we knew it was important as it was a um, a parcel that uh, could set conditions for other catalytic uh, developments along the corridor. So we took that seriously. And in fact, we also are including uh, those uh, member representatives in the review committee itself. And so I invite uh, Roosevelt Park Neighborhood Association representative, and I think that's uh, we have today to speak a little bit about their involvement in the process and uh, their experience with it. Hi, Good welcome. Good to see you. Thank you. Good morning. Thanks for having me here. Um, my name is Amy Brower. I'm the director of the Roosevelt Park Neighborhood Association, but also uh, serve on the South Division Granville Avenue Corridor Improvement Authority as a board member um, and one of our subcommittees, which is the Design and Development Committee of the CIA, uh, which is the, the um, committee that has been most recently working specifically with um, Mr. Gracia and Economic Development Office uh, on the development of this RFP. And I just want to come here today to support that, um, that uh, we feel that that engagement with the Economic Development Office around this process for this parcel in the Roosevelt Park neighborhood um, is, has been a very intentional process um, and a positive one working with them. Uh, this is a piece of land in the Roosevelt Park neighborhood that there's been lots of folks for many years, um, myself included, who have kind of been dreaming about what this could, um, what this space could provide for the neighborhood, some gaps it could fill for the neighborhood. Um, and so I'm really just um, pleased to be, have been part of the process of both developing what it is that we'd be looking for, for a developer to come forward to um, 
be able to offer to the neighborhood through um, their their uh, proposal for that uh, parcel, but also um, on the other end, two of being part of myself and three other representatives of either the quarter improvement authority or um, connected to the neighborhood um, and have, have been part of this um, these conversations of being part of the evaluation uh, committee to um, help determine um, who it is that um, goes forward with um, completing a project for that space. So um, here to support um, so far how the process has been going and looking forward to being part of that evaluation um, um, and selection process. Great. Thank you, Amy. Thanks for being here. Thanks for all the work that you do in our neighborhood and community. So thank you. Uh, commissioners, any questions or comments on this item? Uh, Commissioner? Yeah, thanks, Mayor. Thank you, Amy. Amy is our new chair for South Division and uh, Cesare Chavez, so thank you for agreeing to that. And, and thank you to the Design and Development Committee for working with the economic development on this RFP. We had a good discussion at the CIA meeting last Thursday. You know, our CIA has a very strong interest in using the authority given to it to make sure that key pieces of real estate like this um, are developed and oh there's miss jordan i can thank her too um make sure that par parcels like this is a really strategic parcel on on cesare chavez avenue um our cia has a very strong interest in having a say in what happens in those and so i appreciate their um their effort to kind of step forward and say we want to be a part of that conversation around this property and I'm appreciative, I'm especially appreciative of John O. He's at least answered a half dozen, if not 12 emails from me about this property over the last five years. Um, but thanks for working with our team and thanks for, for opening it up and allowing us to be a part of the decision making for this parcel. Thanks. Commissioners, any other questions or comments? All right. So, so one final, just a, a small note. So um, Ms. Jordan has, again, Jordan has arrived, and so I'd like her to have an opportunity to speak. But also just one quick note um, in the actual RFP. So on the seventh page where we look at the proposed timeline, so we are going to add actual times of the, for those the dates. So, for example, the questions would be due January 13th by, by noon. So we need to verify, we just confirm those dates. So that would be one minor modification to what is in front of you. But those are, again, agreed upon just to make sure that we have a deadline for folks to submit their questions for we to respond and also for proposals to be um, accepted. So those are just a, a minor modification. But I invite uh, Ms. Jordan to say a few words. Good morning, Hi, commissioners welcome. and mayor, madam mayor, city manager. Thank you for this opportunity to come before you this morning. Um, I just want to thank you for being able to, con to consider this. Um, this has been an effort in underserved communities for a very long time, not just this uh, um, on, along Granville Avenue, <clears throat> Cesar Chavez, always Granville Avenue to me. But this is an opportunity to create a footprint that hasn't been done before in our area and just because it hasn't been doesn't mean that it can't be and we want to open doors and create opportunities and the voices that have made an effort to pull this together are the people that live work and play in our community and to my understanding that is the effort in the city of Grand Rapids for inclusion and opportunity. So I ask that you consider this very carefully and please allow us to create a different footprint. This is the fabric of our community 
and we would love to see this move forward with our inclusion. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for your work on this. Thanks, uh, to, thanks to Mary, who just walked in, too. Yeah, thank you. And thank you to everyone who worked on this project. I really appreciate you coming today and, and being a part of it. It's an exciting opportunity in, in the neighborhood and in our city. So, commissioners, any final questions or comments? Uh, city manager? Yep. Mayor, I just wanted to uh, thank uh, Ms. Jordan for her remarks. And, um, you know, I think this is uh, the importance of uh, doing long-range planning and um, how you know, with both vision for the uh, area with through the ASP, but also with collaboration with staff that we can take advantage of some of the tools that we have for housing affordability, like the land bank and partner with our neighborhoods and actually uh, bring projects forth. So I just wanted to thank, uh, thank her and all the uh, neighbors and, and the staff for partnering to make this possible. Great. Thank you. All right, with that, I'll call the question. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed, it carries. All right, that will take us to our second resolution before us this morning, and that's a resolution approving the adjusted city water and sewer rates in accordance with our 2022 water sewer rate review. Can I get a motion? So moved. Support. All right, moved and supported. Hello, welcome. Good morning, thank Good morning. you. Um, as you stated, so we did prepare a couple of slides for this. I don't know, Asante, are you teeing those up or do I need to from here? I got it. Oh, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you, City Clerk. So we put together just a couple of slides to kind of answer some of the questions that we received back in November when we uh, introduced these rates. Okay, so um, as you stated, the first resolution um, approves the adjusted city of Grand Rapids water and sewer rates in accordance with the 2022 water and sewer rate review. Um, the utility advisory uh, partners and other community members were notified of the recommended rate adjustments on November 10th. That initiated that 30-day partner community comment period as well as the 20-day public comment period as well. Um, and no adjustments uh, resulted in those public comment periods to the overall rate recommendations. So these are the same uh, proposed rates that we presented back in November. Um, just as a quick reminder, that includes a 5.68% rate increase for the water system and a 1.07% for the uh, overall rates for the sewer system. The Utility Advisory Board also recommended approval of those rate adjustments on November 17th. So. Just as a summation again, that attached resolution includes those uh, adjusted city of Grand Rapids rates and they are submitted for adoption to be implemented January 1. Great, thank you. Commissioners, any questions or comments? Mayor, I think uh, we also have some additional slides on the affordability. I didn't know program. if you wanted to introduce that second resolution to approve the partner community rates as well and then move forward or you want me to go through can, can you go through the entire briefing no problem. And then Absolutely. I'll, I'll take the resolution separately Perfect. but you're welcome to go through but let, let's see if it, there are there any questions on on this on the city rates no okay all right wonderful thank you so I'm going to invite Miss Giffle here from the utility business office to discuss some of our um, affordability program hi Good, Good morning, leaders. Um, I heard that you had some questions about our water sewer payment assistance program and um, how we promote the program. So I am part of the Kent County Community Advisory Board um, and then also partner with the ENTF, the Essential Needs Task Force of West Michigan. Um, so what basically what I try to do over the last 
basically four years is to um, find, be creative and find things that we, we don't have to spend money on, you know. So part of those boards, and then we table at all of our city events. Um, a couple of other things we do is we uh, do bill inserts, flyers, and to take the cost away from that, I started to implement um, print messages on the bills. So during COVID times, to say when the shutoffs were going to be postponed and when they were resumed, and also let's call KCCA if you need payment assistance. Um, we do um, speak to our households, um, our customers, if they are in jeopardy of being shut off, we will call them um, and let them know that KCCA is available in this um, assistance program to them if they need assistance. Um, we also um, advertise on our city website and because we have a large Spanish speaking population, everything is submitted in English and in Spanish. So I, I hope that helps a bit, but I am here for more questions or suggestions on what we could do to, you know, to, to make more of our community members aware. Great, thank you. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Um, I have a question. Um, so Commissioner Reppard and I serve on the KCCA, and a few board meetings ago, we were having the conversation about some elements in the contract between the city and the KCCA that needed to be adjusted in order to make this a little bit more flexible. I don't know if that was on their side or if it was on the city side, and I, I'm not remembering all the details, so I think one of my questions last time when we had this discussion was surrounding, you know, where are we with, with updating that contract to make sure that on their side we're spending it. Once it comes from the city, we want to make sure that it's being spent and through the efforts that we're doing here at the city and, and however else the, the city can make sure that we're bringing awareness to the program. What we didn't want on that side was having money left over, knowing that there are so many families who are experiencing um, some trying times right now. That's a good question. Um, KCCA does administer the program, so there are specific criteria that our you know, customers have to meet. Um, However, the contract is set to be renewed um, December 31st, 2023. Um, I previously came to this, uh, this um, body and asked for the contract to be uh, uh, updated with uh, more of, um, I worked with KCCA on it, so that way we could use the previous 30 days of you know income as opposed to um, the ones um, preceding the 30 days. Um, so you guys approved that and then the contract was approved. I've been working with them directly and because we have that ability to adjust it, we're gonna do that just to help those those uh, cus those Alice customers, those who, the working poor, you know, those who need the assistance who don't meet the criteria for the federal poverty line. So I'm working with them on that right now and as soon as we are up for a renewal on the contract, then I'll bring it back to you for approval. Great, and I think that if there's room to bring that back to make an amendment to the existing contract, I think that would be welcomed, I think, by this body. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And that Thanks one, too, actually, because of, based on the conversations yes. we've had. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, and thanks for your work on this. I appreciate it. Thank you. Commissioners, any additional questions or comments? Okay, and then we wanted to finish up quickly with just a one-minute clip of that um, rate study explained video in English and in Spanish that we that we updated this year. Great, thanks.
work hard to keep our water and sanitary sewer infrastructure in good shape so that everyone in our community has access to clean water and reliable sewer services. It's a big job, and we provide those services to over 320,000 people across 11 communities. So how does the city pay for all that? It might surprise you, but we don't use taxes to fund our water and sewer systems. Instead, customers pay set rates for using these services. Those rates have to pay for each entire system. How do we decide what the rates should be? Every July, we start putting together our annual water and sewer rate study. The study is made up of many parts, but it's essentially a review of operating costs and capital costs, combined with a count of active meters and volume used. This helps us determine the rates, which are divided into two parts. The readiness to serve charge, or RTS, is based on meter size and customer service support. The commodity charge is based on consumption, how much water is used or how much sewage is produced. Some years we reduce rates and other years we adjust rates up. We've used this uniform rate setting methodology since 1976. Trabajamos duro para mantener nuestra infraestructura de agua y alcantarillado en buen estado para que todos en nuestra comunidad tengan acceso a agua limpia y servicios de alcantarillado fiables. Es un trabajo muy grande. Proporcionamos esos servicios a más de 320 mil personas en 11 comunidades. ¿Y cómo paga la ciudad todo eso? Quizás les sorprenda, pero no utilizamos los impuestos para financiar nuestro sistema de agua. En su lugar, los clientes pagan unas tarifas fijas por utilizar esos servicios. Esas tarifas tienen que pagar todo el sistema. ¿Cómo decidimos cuáles deben ser los precios? Cada mes de julio empezamos a elaborar nuestro estudio anual de tarifas de agua y de alcantarillado. El estudio consta de muchas partes, pero esencialmente es una revisión de los costos de operación y de capital combinado con un recuento de los medidores activos y el volumen utilizado. Thank you so much. I'm happy to take any questions on that first resolution then at this time as well. All right. Commissioners, any questions or comments? All right. I'll call the question. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? It carries. All right, we'll take us to our last resolution this morning. That's a resolution approving the water and sewer rates in accordance with the 2022 water sewer rate review for the retail and wholesale partner communities of our city's water supply system as well as our sanitary sewer system. Can I get a motion? So moved. Support. All right, moved and supported. Any additional Information you want to share? Um, no additional information. I did just want to point out that the city of Walker was our only partner community that did do a contribution to their to buy down their raids, and that was still the same information we presented back in November. So um, no additional changes. Great. Thank you. Commissioners, any additional questions or comments? All right. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? It carries. All right, that will take us to our briefing this morning, which is an update on our Parks Millage annual update. So we're delighted to have our team from the Parks Department here uh, to share this information with us. So we'll uh, have our Parks Director work through the PowerPoint, and then we'll hold off and ask questions at the end. Very good. Thank you, Mayor. Good morning, Commissioners, Mayor, and City Manager. We thank you for this opportunity to present to you today. We are in our eighth year um, of millage investment, and uh, this year has really been the first year where we have seen significant investment from the uh, 2019 voter-approved millage. Um, 
that voters overwhelmingly adopted. And so it is important to me uh, that you have a chance to interact with some of the best and the brightest from our department. We've got Ms. Claypool here uh, overseeing uh, many of the finances of the millage, including other finances within the department. And then Ms. Carrie Enriquez overseeing uh, the magnitude of projects that you'll uh, get a, a chance to peek at uh, here today. Um, it takes the strength of these two incredible employees uh, to get this work done, uh, but it takes the strength of our community as well. All of you uh, as invested uh, individuals, but our private, public, and nonprofit partners in this work as well. So without further delay, I'd like to invite Ms. Claypool up to begin. Hi, welcome. I'll adjust this down a bit. Good morning, Commission and Mayor. Uh, Laura Claypool from the Parks Department. Um, so just wanted to give you um, some quick background. Um, as Mr. Marquardt mentioned, in 2019, the voters of the city of Grand Rapids unanimously approved an evergreen millage, and it was an increase over our previous millage, uh, 1.25 mills, um, which is equating to about $6.25 million a year. Um, and again, as Mr. Marquardt just mentioned, Fiscal year 22 was the first year that we had the infusion of that funding um, into our park system. Um, and it was budgeted for um, last fiscal year, $3.5 million towards projects, um, so the capital improvements. $1.1 million towards pool operations, $1.1 towards park maintenance, um, about $450,000 towards recreation programming. Um, and then the rest of it fell to fund balance to help uh, meet our reserve requirements. Um, so I want to talk through some of the really impactful work that we were able to accomplish during 2022 um, because of that funding. Uh, so we were able to complete 18 park renovations, um, very community-driven focus um, in the design. Almost 2,000 residents were involved in all design aspects. Um, and because of this funding, we were able to leverage $6.7 million of additional investment investment in one fiscal year. Um, for pool operations, uh, we were able to open and maintain our three outdoor city swimming pools. We were able to certify enough lifeguards this year so that we were fully staffed all year long. Um, we gave 1,200 swim lessons. Um, also, we're able to provide an opportunity for all of the kids in our free summer day camp program. Um, they had the opportunity to receive a six-week swim lesson free of charge. Um, and we had over 50,000 visitors to our three city pools over the 10-week program. Um, for park maintenance, we have given a very intentional focus on increasing the grade level of our park system. Um, so in 2022, with the additional funding, we were able to budget almost twice as many seasonal labor hours into the park system as we had in previous years. Um, unfortunately, due to the national hiring challenge, we were only able to fill 43% of those hours. Um, so we've been supplementing with some contractual help and we continue to um, look towards the naturalization of many of our park spaces, including um, organic turf care programs for our downtown parks. Um, and successfully, we've been able to take 30% of our parks in the system just over a four-year period um, and move them up into that A and B range. So we are seeing very um, substantial progress in the maintenance level um, and the capital care for those parks. Um, and fiscal year 22 is the very first year that we had additional millage funding towards recreation. That was a new component um, with the millage. 
We were able to um, serve 300 kids in our free summer day camp programs um, at Joe Taylor Park, MLK, um, Garfield, and Roosevelt Parks. We have had 5,000 visitors to our gear library. That's another um another program that the millage has been supporting. So some really cool things happening um, because of that voter approved millage. Um, so I wanted to just take a quick walk back to the beginning of time because I think it's really impressive when you look at the numbers cumulatively. So since the um, adoption of the first millage back in 2013 for fiscal year 14, $43.7 million of park millage funding has been um, invested into our system. Um, and because of that funding, we have been able to leverage $30 million of additional funding. Um, the sources of those MDNR trust fund grants, community fundraising, um, and then other really great community partners who have come alongside our work uh, for a total of $73 million of investment in our park system um, over the past eight years. So um, we're really proud of that. With that, I'm going to pass it off to Carrie Enriquez, and she's going to walk you some of, uh, through some of the very specific projects that we were able to accomplish. Hi. Good morning. So as Laura had mentioned, we've invested approximately $3.5 million each year on the new millage for capital improvements. Um, we have highlighted this previously, but we do have a new equity-centered capital investment plan that we've been working on. And it looks at community characteristics. So that's specific to a census track. Some of the items it looks at there are uh, racially and ethnically concentrated areas of poverty as well as youth population. And then it also looks at park characteristics. So those are specific characteristics for the park, really heavily based on asset management. So the age of the items in the park when the last time we were there to make improvements. And so you can see over the next five years, we have our capital plan, which is also listed in our strategic master plan. There is you know, some flexibility allowed for that based on potential funding opportunities, grants, and partners that may come alongside us. So in 2022, these are the pro projects that we have um, completed. So I wanted to highlight a couple pictures in that top right corner are two very enthusiastic volunteers for the Mulek Park um, community build that we had. So that was the first um, playground build that we did um, specifically with our department. And we had partners with the Junior League as well as Sinclair Recreation at Mulek Park. The top left is Sweet Street Park, so that is a GRPS uh, park site. We improved the playground there, and we also partnered with GRPS to improve the um, tennis courts and basketball court as well. The bottom left, um, we are just about done with Garfield Park with a new splash pad, and that will open in the spring, and that was in partnership with the Michigan Department of Natural Resources, as well as the Garfield Park Neighborhood Association and Friends of Grand Rapids Parks. And then the bottom right is a temporary boulder project, that we worked on with the community as well as the GR Boulder group. So in 2022, these are the leverage fundings that we had approximately $7 million of leverage funding. So a lot of that comes from the Michigan Department of Natural Resources and the grants that we get from them, as well as the DDA and other um, departments. One to highlight is uh, on the bottom left, that is the fitness court at Ottawa Hills. And that was in partnership with the National Fitness Campaign and Priority Health. And the second picture is Veterans Park. So that is that will start construction here shortly. And that is in partnership with the nonprofit group Has Heart, as well as other project funders. 
So upcoming projects, these are the projects that are currently in design right now and highlighted in the pictures. We have Canal Park on the top left. So as the river restoration project you know, continues to move forward, we're working on improving those, the edge sites so that you know, as the river project um, is moving, there's some projects that have already been completed, some that will be completed at the same time that they're doing their work and then some after, but really highlighting all of those uh, park spaces along the river. The top right is Sullivan Field. We've been working with the nonprofit group Fans of Valley Field in order to improve that facility that's on the west side. The bottom left is Plaza Roosevelt. So that has been a really great partnership with the Neighborhood Association in Roosevelt Park, as well as GA, GRPS, and other partners to ensure that we come up with a design for um, really our first new park in a long time. And that is the final design on the left. And we will be applying for a SPARK grant in order to um, help fund that project. And then the bottom right is Ball Perkins. So looking at adding some new additional trails for both mountain bikers and pedestrians. So um, again, the upcoming projects in 24 through 25, using that equity-based scoring criteria that we have, as well as focusing on the master plan goals that we have uh, in place, which is looking at our connected network of trails and park systems. Um, knowing that uh, parks provide healthy spaces for the physical, mental, and emotional well-being of our community, looking at neighborhood investments throughout our park system, and ensuring that we have a sustainable system both in funding opportunities and maintenance. Looking at park acquisitions, we've acquired just about 17 acres, or sorry, 30 acres of park property this past year. Um, we've been working with the Kent County Drain Commission in order to get Otsego Drain Basin in Carrier Creek, and we will continue to work with them to ensure that the fencing can come down and um, residents can utilize that space. Um, in the past four years, we have upgraded our percentage of residents that live within a 10-minute walk of the park from 77 to 81%. And then some Horizon properties, we're working with the Boston Square project, as well as um, GRPS and their facility master plan and potential for River Edges trails at 201 Market. Looking ahead, the 23 park projects again. And then we have our DNR grant applications that we are submitting. I mentioned briefly, Plaza Roosevelt would be submitted for, as will Martin Luther King and Richmond Park as well. And those grant applications are $4 million. And then also for the Michigan Department of Natural Resources Trust Fund grant, we will be submitting for Highland Park, and that is in April of next year. And that is the end of our presentation. Thank you, Carrie. A great deal of thanks to both Carrie and Laura for their tremendous support and leadership uh, in the department uh, for this work. A uh, great deal of thanks to all of you as appointed and elected officials <clears throat> as well. Um, we would not be standing where we are today without your voices and without your support. So a great deal of thanks, and we will take questions now if you have. All right, great. Commissioners, any questions or comments? Commissioner mind. Moody? Yeah, I wanted to ask a question in reference to the Michigan Sparks grant. You said that was for a million dollars. Does that cover that million? Does that cover all those parks that are 
being listed under this application? Right. So the, the SPARC grant, there are actually three different rounds. The first round is December 19th. They are due. And so we will request a million dollars for MLK, and then a separate application will be a million dollars for Richmond. We are still working on finalizing the acquisition for Plaza Roosevelt. It should be done very shortly. So that will be in round two, which will be in the spring, and then potentially um, what, either MLK or Richmond, if one doesn't get selected, will apply again. So you can only get one SPARC grant for each round. So even though we submit two, we would only be able to get one, but we'll roll those over into the future um, applications. But they're each a million dollars. Is there any way they can get more? <laughs> we can ask, but um, <laughs> probably not. But this is funding that is separate from the MDNR trust fund grants. So this is correct. A pot of money that was allocated by the current legislature. So it, it's not the only uh, pot of funds that we can go after to support our park projects. Uh, it's it's nice because it's an, in addition to uh, our ability to apply for grants through the trust fund. Yeah, I appreciate that. One of the most important things that I think about the the importance of people attending parks and going to parks. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to put money into parks to make mo to make parks accessible to people, then I think that it's important to find as much opportunity to find monies as possible yeah. to put into our parks. My number one concern is all the parks, but more so the third ward parks. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that they have just as much efficient funds coming to them as any other parks in our city. Yeah. We're doing a lot of development, and uh, I just don't want our parks to be left out. Yeah, well said, Commissioner. Very well said. Uh, Commissioner? Thank you for this presentation, um, and thank you for the image that reflects just how much work I was doing at Mulet Park while Mark was sashaying around. <laughs> <laughs> the picture shows something different. <laughs> Um, no, seriously, um, thank you for the slide seven that um, outlines the funds that you have leveraged um, in 2022. You know, I we, we hear about those funds. We're, you know, accepting those funds, you know, individual votes. But to see this kind of slide with all of the dollars here and it's matching the total investment that we have through the millage just says a lot about the work that you all are doing and in the in the team that's behind you that we don't get a chance to see so thank you so much for that um, keep up the good work continue to do that because I think this what, what this has done is allowed us to stretch you know the work that's happening in our parks and I think everywhere you drive you can see um, a lot of the work that's happening so thank you and kudos thank yeah. you. thanks Commissioner Thank you, Mayor. Um, thank you all for the presentation, and I would second and third everything that my colleagues have said. Um, and I just wanted to say thank you in particular. Um, Mr. Marquardt and I spent a lot of uh, community meetings this year, so I want to say thank you to going to a number of those community meetings. I'm sure it wasn't just the second ward, but those are the ones that I saw you at, and I know that our neighbors and our neighborhood associations really appreciated. You know, they might not be able to come to this meeting or come at night and to be able to, to hear these updates and, and get some information. Um, you know, we want them to have um, those good experiences and just responding to a number of things. I know, in at least in the Belknap area, I was... You know, at one point, people wanted some of the, the back part of the park mowed down, and now people are like, we want it back up. And I think that really fits in with our other goals as being a very sustainable city and, and acknowledging how can we how can we in, engage with more of our natural resources. So um, those are just a few of the things, but I really appreciated um, all that work this fall. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. 
All right, and I'll, I'll add uh, with my thanks and appreciation to all of you for your work as well as our community partners, uh, the support from the state, and of course our voters who twice now have supported funding dedicated to parks. And it really brings me a lot of joy to sit up here and see this presentation. And I think back to when I was elected back in 05 for the first time and we had pools that were closed and parks that were falling apart. and you know, swing sets that were broken and slides that were dangerous. And uh, looking at all of the investments and improvements that we've made to parks and the accessibility and the additional park space that has been added over the last 15 years, uh, there's a lot for all of us to be proud of. And again, it wouldn't have happened without the support of people who call Grand Rapids home and uh, who voted yes twice to give us the resources we needed to invest in these spaces. So um, thank you to all of you, but really thank you to our entire community. Uh, this is a success story that I think everyone should be proud of. So thank you. And I'd just like to highlight your work too. Um, I think, you know, as a visionary for this work many years ago, you know, it's great to see things come to fruition, but you worked really hard at the first village and making sure that it passed. and. And, and then the renewal and to make sure that we have this. So thank you for your work in that as well. Thank you, Commissioner. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It's good work yeah, we um, do. There probably aren't, there isn't anyone who's on this body who would have known that, yeah. you know, that how much work you put into advocating for this. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thanks, Commissioner. And last word, City Manager. Yeah, thank you, Mayor. Um, I too want to uh, thank the staff for bringing this forth and all of our partners in the community make this possible to help us improve capital projects and make sure that we have the appropriate operations and park maintenance and programming. So thank you. I wanted to um, highlight something uh, since this is the last committee of the whole meeting for uh, the third ward uh, representatives as we know them today because the third ward equity fund, the staff has been in conversations with uh, both commissioners about leveraging some of that funding to enhance uh, some of the park projects in the third ward, specifically the expanding the design concept of the MLK Lodge. So I want to thank the uh, commissioners for their leadership in that. And also ask Mr. Marquardt if he could just highlight briefly, uh, it was not listed, but we have been talking about uh, future opportunities around uh, creating more golfing amenities in our city since we only have one golf course and having uh, a facility that is top golf like that would allow um, upper deck kind of uh, golfing as well as uh, perhaps uh, redesigning our clubhouse and we've been looking at other communities and I'm looking forward to that work coming forth in the community so can you highlight that even though it's not in the, the actual capital yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> Uh, thank you, city manager. Um, we are about, as the department, about to. Is your mic on? Is your mic yes, on? Yes, yes, sure. we can yeah. hear him. Yeah, <laughs> this is a very exciting project. I have to say. We are uh, we are about to embark on a master planning effort, specifically looking at um, clubhouse expansion or clubhouse replacement, uh, but to include some year-round uh, hitting opportunities for the city of Grand Rapids, which yeah. we're very excited about. We did take the chance to tour some similar facilities uh, in the Midwest um, that serve a much smaller market than Grand Rapids. And their finances suggest that they are doing exceedingly well for where they are located uh, in the state of Illinois. Uh, we have uh, very high hopes uh, for what we think we could achieve here. And uh, we'll look forward to sharing more with you once we get into that design process. Yeah, thank you. Some exciting projects. And I can't wait to see MLK Lodge redeveloped as well as uh, the Lodge at 
Roosevelt Park. So those are two projects that I know all of us are eagerly awaiting to see move forward. So thank you for your work on those. All right, commissioners, with that, I'll close this uh, committee of the whole meeting. Uh, just a couple things about our day today. Uh, we do have uh, public safety at 3 p.m. All of you know that at our last meeting, uh, last Tuesday, uh, I requested and city manager supported having the discussion related to how we support individuals experiencing homelessness as well as options uh, to improve public health and safety downtown and in our neighborhoods uh, be added to that agenda. So we are going to have a presentation at our public safety meeting uh, in follow-up to some of the comments that we heard from community last week. And then we are back here tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, for our final meeting of 2022. So with that, uh, we will uh, close this meeting and we'll see you all back either at 3 or at 7 tonight.